Like most of you, I think about the future a lot. And as a tech enthusiast, I think a lot about how we are living in an age of very fast technological advancements. Each day and each year, many technologies become more and more advanced, along with many new technologies popping up around the world. These new technologies have already changed many aspects of our world, from how we interact with other people to medical breakthroughs. It seems that every day we are getting closer and closer to a new tech becoming so huge that it might change the future of humanity. What is going on, everyone? I'm your host, Kevin Munoz. This is the Leo Podcast Tech Segments, where we talk about all things tech. This is today's free episode. If you want early access to episodes and today's bonus episode, you can find that right now on our patreon.com slash latinamericaneo. And if not, then enjoy this one. For today's tech segment, we're going to be talking about the technological singularity defined as a hypothetical point in time at which technological growth becomes uncontrollable and irreversible, resulting in unforeseeable changes to human civilization. Whether it's through artificial intelligence or brain-computer interface, we have no idea what will come from these technological advancements. So stick around and enjoy today's episode on the Leo Podcast. In 1993, the magazine Whole Earth Review published an article titled Technological Singularity by Werner Vinge, a computer scientist and science fiction author. Vinge imagined that future information networks and human-machine interfaces would lead to novel conditions with new qualities where a new reality rules. But there was a trick to knowing singularity. Even if one could know that it was imminent, one could not know exactly what it would be like. It could be amazing or apocalyptic, but we cannot know the details for sure. Since then, the idea of the singularity has expanded to cover a broad number of visions of apocalyptic changes and technological salvation not limited to Vinge's parameters of information systems. For example, a version by the inventor and visionary Ray Kurzweil emphasizes biology, cryonics, and medicine, including nanomedicine, where in the future, we will have the medical tools to banish disease and disease-related death. Another appears in the writing of sociologist William Sims Bainbridge, who describes a promise of cyber immortality when we will be able to experience a spiritual eternity that persists long after our bodies have decayed by uploading digital records of our thoughts and feelings into perpetual storage systems. In theory, cyber immortality would work perfectly if servers never crash power systems never fail, and some people in later generations have plenty of time to examine the digital records of our own thoughts and feelings. You can also find less radical expressions of the singularity in a 2003 collection titled Convergent Technologies for Improving Human Performance. This collection talks about something called 
NBIC convergence. That is the near future synthesis of nanotech, biotech, infotech, and cognitive science. However, because this volume was sponsored by the U.S. National Science Foundation and edited by two of its officers, Rocco and Bainbridge, some saw it as a semi-official government endorsement of expectations of the singularity. We know that technology has been accelerating at a rapid pace over the years, but even with how much and how fast technology has improved, it still has been limited by the basic intelligence of the human brain. However, with the increasing power of computers and other technologies, it might be eventually possible to build a machine that is significantly more intelligent than humans, as talked about in numerous articles. While I definitely don't doubt that, it is pretty scary to think about. If superhuman intelligence were to be invented either through amplifying human intelligence or through artificial intelligence, then that would mean it would bring even more problem-solving skills than we'd be capable of. I mean, think about it this way, right? If an AI was created with engineering capabilities that matched or even surpassed those of its human creators, then that means it would have the ability to improve its own software and hardware or even design an even more capable machine. This new, more capable machine would then go on to design a machine with even greater capability. This type of cycle of self-improvement would repeat at a rapid pace that after many iterations, such AI would far surpass human cognitive abilities. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this break. You're listening to The Leo Podcast. I'm Kevin Munoz. Support for today's episode comes from my Patreons. If you enjoy the show and are looking for bonus content and to further support the show, then head on over to patreon.com slash latinamericaneo or visit my website latinamericaneo.org to join the growing Leo podcast community because the learning doesn't stop with this episode. There's also some sick merch on my website, everything from shirts, coffee mugs, and tote bags. All info will be at the bottom in the show notes. Now let's get back to today's episode. Big figures in today's society believe that when technological singularity occurs, humanity will be replaced by AI. Public figures such as Stephen Hawking and Elon Musk have expressed concern that full artificial intelligence could result in human extinction. For this reason, Elon Musk has suggested a solution to avoid that situation through AI and human symbiosis. We all know Elon Musk for Tesla, but he also has a company called Neuralink, which you might have been hearing a lot about lately. They are currently developing brain-computer interfaces that supposedly will help us merge the human mind with AI in a possible future. You might have heard of Neuralink from April last year when they claimed that monkeys could play Pong a computer game using just their minds when it released a video of Pager, a male macaque moving a cursor on screen without using a joystick to do so. 
Or maybe you heard of Neuralink from recent news where they've acknowledged that monkeys died as part of its testing procedures but denied allegations of animal cruelty. Neuralink is just an example of how technology is rapidly changing around us. It gets me thinking how the technological singularity might impact an entire human species by changing things like political systems, increasing the ability to protect citizens, and even the economic systems. I mean, think about it. Humans wouldn't be required to work anymore because robots can take over almost all the tasks and human roles in society would therefore change. It would impact a source of wealth where money may be less important because something else would replace that money. There's also the fact that there's no motivation for an AI to be friendly to humans. Would this artificial intelligence under evolutionary pressure promote its own survival over ours? Because the reality is that artificial intelligence evolution will have no reason to produce or create outcomes valued by humans and there's even little reason to expect an outcome desired by mankind from any super intelligent machine. So at this point, you might be asking yourself, when do people think we'll reach singularity? Well, some singularity theorists predict that if the field of artificial intelligence continues to develop at its current dizzying rate, this singularity could come about in the middle of the present century. There were polls of AI researchers conducted in 2012 and 2013 by Nick Bostrom and Vincent C. Mueller that suggested a medium probability estimate of 50% that artificial general intelligence, or AGI, would be developed by 2040 to 2050. Of course, there's also a lot of criticism behind the idea of singularity. Philosopher Hubert Dreyfus asserts that computers or machines cannot achieve human intelligence while others, like physicist Stephen Hawking, hold that the definition of intelligence is irrelevant if the net result is the same. Psychologist Steven Pinker stated in 2008 that, quote, there is not the slightest reason to believe in a coming singularity. The fact that you can visualize a future in your imagination is not evidence that it is likely or even possible. Look at domed cities, jetpack commuting, underwater cities, mile-high buildings, and nuclear-powered cars, all staples of futuristic fantasies when I was a child that have never arrived. Sheer processing power is not a pixie dust that magically solves all your problems. End quote. One thing is certain though, and that is that the unprecedented new technologies will continue to arise, and maybe they will even synthesize with each other. But it is not inevitable that the changes they create will be apocalyptic. The idea of singularity is a powerful inspiration for people who want technology to deliver a new spiritual and material reality within their lifetimes. It is a vision flexible enough that each person who expects singularity can customize it to his or her own preferences. Some superhuman AI agents might be created to benefit humankind some might go rogue. The singularity presents both an existential threat to humanity and an existential opportunity for humanity to transcend its limitations. We need to imagine both possibilities if we want to bring about a better outcome. That's all for today on the Leo Podcast. 
I'm Kevin Munoz. And for those of you on Patreon, I'll see you in the bonus episode. Otherwise, I'll see you in the next episode. And as always, feel free to send me a message with your thoughts or with any interesting topic that you'd like to see covered. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, please share it with a family or a friend and rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It helps tremendously in order to bring more awareness and educational resources to our community. For more information and to stay up to date with what I'm doing, you can follow me on Instagram at Latinoamericaneo. And if you need more information and resources, you can visit my website, latinoamericaneo.org. I'm Kevin Munoz. This has been the Leo Podcast, and I'll see you next time. This podcast is not investment advice. I am not a qualified licensed investment advisor. All information on here, including any ideas, opinions, views, predictions, forecasts, commentaries, suggestions, or stock picks expressed or implied are for informational, entertainment, or educational purposes only and should not be construed as personal investment advice. Conduct your own due diligence or consult a licensed financial advisor or broker before making any and all investment decisions. Any investments, trades, speculations, or decisions made on the basis of any information found on this podcast expressed or implied are committed at your own risk, financial or otherwise.